Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to this extra special episode of Random Trek, um, a podcast where we watch an episode of, Ran- of Star Trek and then we talk about it and nobody listens to it. Uh, my name is David and um, I guess this whole experience has left me feeling a little overwhelmed. Flying at warp 10, evolving into a new life form, mating, having alien offspring with the captain, watching this episode of Voyager, wanting to claw <laughs> my own eyes out. Definitely shouldn't have eaten during it. It's a whole heady mix. <laughs> uh, my name's Sam, and you know I've, I have always thought about having children, but I must say I never considered them having having them with you two. <laughs> <laughs> Liar. <laughs> uh, and I'm Joe, and I like to think that somewhere on hearing of the events of this episode of Voyager, Picard spilled his Earl Grey tea with indignation, and Kirk nodded approvingly. <laughs> <laughs> And Archer started a war with no provocation. <laughs> <laughs> yes, welcome to Random Trek, where we talk about Star Trek. Because we want to. Because that's what we do. This is basically what we should have done for the beginning. Never mind talking about all these other crap shows. The trouble we just is, like no, talk- no one wants to listen to Star Trek stuff. Well, no. if they do... Although, saying that, there isn't a fucking good Star Trek podcast out there. Um, <laughs> except ours. This week, we watched uh, the Season 2 episode of Star Trek Voyager... Uh, oft maligned and watching this episode for good fucking reason Um, we watched episode 15 titled Threshold uh, which aired sometime in the past Um, I think it was somewhere uh, around there yeah January January 96 it was Uh, yeah so I'm I'm a big Voyager fan I actually really like Voyager it's probably my favourite one um, which I know is a controversial opinion on the internet how dare I but I'm not going to try and argue that this episode isn't total trash. <laughs> it's it's. Well, we were talking about doing it, and uh, my pick was for, to do. There's another episode in season two we were talking about doing, uh, although I can't, I can't for the life of me remember because this episode has chased everything else out of my mind. Um, there was the there was the one at the end. I haven't quite. So oh, I that's right. Drive. That's yeah. right. Um, Joe yeah. Joe selfishly hadn't watched 15 episodes of Star Trek this week. Um, <laughs> So, but Threshold is like Voyager gets maligned a lot because I think it has more of these notorious episodes than any other series. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of average episodes of TNG or DS9, or even bad ones. But for some reason, Voyager, when it's bad, it's horrible. Like in this episode, <laughs> which is visually very interesting, but like I think is one of the most underwritten episodes of Star Trek ever made. Yeah, I think like because I'm I'm watching through Voyager at the moment, um, so we were kind of like discussing doing an episode on Voyager, um, and it was like, oh, do you know, just one that you've you've you, you know you notice and things, and kind of watching on Netflix, and I just saw the like thing, the the description of the episode was something like, oh, you know, Tom Paris breaks the the time the the the, the warp threshold, and I'm like, well, that's gonna go wrong. Um, and then like I texted you guys right at the start, it's like, oh yeah, you know, he's gonna break the warp, and Dave's just like. Oh, brace yourself. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Tom Paris is in trouble again. What did you do this time? Have an affair and murder someone? Nope, that's a different episode. Um, what did he do? You break out of prison? As soon as nope. I mentioned it. Different episode. This is the one. This is the one where he kidnaps the captain and then they become lizards, mate, and presumably <laughs> infect an entire ecosystem with the yes. um, genetic product Possibly. of that. It's it's the thing with Voyager that I think you are right. It does get 
it does get maligned for the very good reason that most of the time the writers are just like, so we've got this idea. Uh, uh, Paris is trying to re reach warp 10 to get them home. Makes sense. Fits within the timeline of what they're doing, all that stuff. And they kind of have an ending in mind. You know, that oh, well, he's going to turn into a fish. Like, okay, fine. <laughs> Which is weird, but it's not out of the realms of possibility for Star Trek. But what the problem is, and, and this happens all throughout Voyager, is basically... They just went and middle, middle, middle. That's how we get there. There's no, there's no actual like real content, uh, content to get us to the point where no. we we see and we see that would be okay. Except that, like, it's as if they sat down in the writers' room. It must have been it was January, you know, whenever it was they made this, and they were like, oh, it's a really long weekend. I'm really tired. Like. And someone was, oh, we'll do this. Great, that'll do. Oh, what are we going to do with the other characters? Eh. Yeah. Like, Let's make the makeup. Let's make the makeup guys work for once. When you've got That's a cast what they did. of like, you've got a bridge crew. Like TNG is probably the, the best sort of the closest approximation to Voyager, because it's you know it takes place on a ship, etc. But you've got a really big like regular. Regu- I know. Shut up, Joe. You've got a really big regular cast and. What TNG frequently does is it like pairs the characters up and they're all off doing their own things or they're brought together in some larger plot. Um, and in this, like even Janeway, like every character with the exception of Tom Paris and maybe the Doctor, the Doctor gets a fair amount to do. Everyone else is in like either the very beginning, the very end, or like nothing. Like Harry Kim has about two lines and Janeway mentions him once. Uh, Chakotay... I think literally turns up at the end and says, "We'll let all these fish things just go their own way. That's fine." Two yeah, I think he says same. something along the lines of, "How am I? How am I going to record this in the log?" Yeah, um. like there's just <laughs> nothing for any of these characters to do, and I think that's the reason that Voyager is quite maligned. I think because the cast is good, but there are too many of these episodes that are like monolithic. They are mm. like we're going to have most of them are Tom Paris episodes, to be perfectly honest, or Harry Kim episodes later on, and like. Who cares? Oh, don't even fucking mention her. Um, fucking, <laughs> yeah. it's um, it's like the like, like the final season of um, like TNG does this because like clearly all the other the, the actors are kind of moving on to different projects. Three episodes from the and end. It's an, ep- it's an episode about Data's cat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like so the the last season of TNG kind of have it where it like literally focuses on one character. Like Picard's barely in the last season. He just like goes on holiday or something. Like <laughs> um, I <laughs> yeah, he just goes off. And, um, but yeah. so they do it in like the last season. But this seems to kind of have it sort of every, a couple of times per like season, as if they were kind of like we can't afford you all this week, so we're just gonna have an episode with just Torres. There we go, that'll do. Um, I'm not even sure it's just, that because like, people are on set. I think it's just like a weakness. It won't be. Of, it's a weakness. It's, of, it's a weakness of the writing, I think. Um, and like, well, this isn't the you know Star Trek Voyager like big big discussion. We'll save that for a different time after we've done every episode. Um, but like, so let's get into talking about this episode a bit. I think maybe we talk about the plot because it won't take us very long. Yeah. Um, so bas- basically, they've they've discovered this new form of dilithium crystal. Love dilithium crystal. Just a great plot device. Nonsense words. <laughs> ah, yes, the space mate go fast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but they've they've got a um, they've got a, a new form of dilithium which they can basically like overdrive the engines to reach warp. It's nos ten it's space nos. Yeah, yeah, and like so straight away, straight away, 
we 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 get up against the idea of like warp speed not you know you're listening to a star trek podcast you know what warp speed is but it's it's so we've got this we've got this fantasy thing that's an even better version of it which is going to enable them to do a fantasy thing which they do all the time but this is going to be a special one where where they're going to be able to go super super fast like straight away we're on a little bit shaky ground i think in terms of like the substance for for this um, i had a question though just quickly in Voyage Home, don't they go back in time when they go fast? They go warp nine point nine or something. So, yeah. like, why have the rules changed? They do slingshot around the sun in Voyage Home, um, yeah. Which, so I don't know if there's some kind of like, it's it's to do with like the radiation from the sun and things. Oh, okay, okay. Voyage I home. I guess I'll accept As well. that. I, Things I think the the, the 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 isotronic um, radiation which was infused into the. Um, Dilithium matrix. matrix. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a good word. Yeah. Dilithium matrix. Ah, uh, we could write Star Trek. Bullshit, We're available. Boy. We're available. If you want to get, if you want to get in touch, Discovery's dog shit. Well, you need us. <laughs> so, so, so from there, we 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 get to see um, Tom Paris doing his like piloting thing. Now, I love this part of his character. You know, when when he when he um he the flyboy part, the yes. like. Uh, he is like Tom Cruise from Top Gun. He fucking like gets off on the uh-huh. adrenaline, and this he's is Han, a, he's Han Solo, isn't he? He's Han Solo. Yeah, absolutely. And this is like a thing that goes throughout it. Like later on, um, they build. This is before they build the Delta Flyer, isn't it? Spoilers, like, Joe. Spoilers. Late, later on, Joe, they build like a basically. I already have forgotten. Basically, it's a shuttlecraft with a body kit on it. It's like someone's <laughs> taken like a little hatchback and put like really big bumpers on it and under. It you know. looks pretty cool. Let's 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 <laughs> yeah, not sure, be dish, sure, but there. like anyway. So like he's really into like um, you know uh, flight basically, and this is like oh, a well, nice outlet of that for the character. And and what and, and he's in you know he's doing the simulation where he's trying to achieve this. And sim- I again I want I did wonder about like the feasibility of the computer to be able to simulate. My question was. Can't you just run a simulation on the computer? The computer can figure out in two seconds, and you don't need to sit in the holodeck. I'm like, oh, it worked, or it didn't work. Oh, well, if we change that, oh, look, it worked. No, we're going to go to the fucking holodeck. You- I can't jizz from a computer doing things I can't see. Holodeck. Oh, somebody well, the, get the, the mop. other. The other issue with this one, it like it goes so badly wrong in the holodeck, and yet they still decide to go ahead with the yeah. experiment anyway. Well, like Paris died in the in the holodeck. He, he was weird, gone, dead. There's a weird the reason, point, no, they, hold on, Dave, hold on. The reason they the reason they need to do it in the holodeck because they need they needed a video to show the captain um, in the briefing room, which which it's is all fine. <laughs> oh, great, we'll do it, no problem. <laughs> which, which, it's because it, one of those again weird things of like for visual reasons because it's TV. They need to show Tom Paris flying the ship. I mean, surely just giving them her a very very intelligent scientific woman data readouts and saying well this is the stresses that we, we that we managed so again the whole thing is just it's like again it's, we're on shaky ground and it's, it's where been 10 tv minutes. meets this thing though and like it's it is a tv show and they do need to show us this my question yeah. though was we get this really like really sexy tom paris in a dressing gown scene in his quarters <laughs> when the captain comes in and i was like am i watching Riker like put the moves on someone what's happening here like it's <laughs> a really like odd scene because he's wearing this like really like plush looking like gown and obviously nothing else there's a moment where he crosses his legs later on you're like you're doing that fairly carefully um <laughs> and the captain comes in and basically says we've done a we've done a, a routine physical and there's something in your brain blah 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 now my question is so that's her saying tom i don't want you to do this 
is that fucking related at all to what happens? Because Janeway also turns into a lizard. Like, so what is this about? No. It's for. A, I think that's a Tom Paris in a dressing gown. He's the sex appeal of this show. We know it. Like, let's get this in there. Let's get Janeway in there. You know, it's it's very strange, and it feels like a very like, why are we here? Why are we having this conversation? I don't want you to do this, Tom. It's dangerous. But, Captain, I really, really want to do it. Well, all right, okay. I suppose. Yeah, it doesn't really... Um, it doesn't really, like, make... Because I think... What what does she say? Like, she she a, says something like... There's a 2% chance that his, something in his brain will rupture. Or she, she says you have a slight yeah. enzymatic imbalance in your cerebellum. Um, and, she, and he's like, well, that's fine. I'll take my chance. The scene before, though, and this is where we get into like the this bipolar Janeway stuff, which is a bit of a thing. And uh, where oh, old she, genocide Janeway. <laughs> she says she says in the briefing when when they first do the they first and say, "Can we do this?" She says, "Yeah." She's um, the Wright brothers, um, uh, 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 Neil Armstrong, the other guy from the movie, the, Zephyr Cochran, uh, Cochran, who Cochran. is the only the only um, aviation. Um, pioneer in the entire of history since 200 years Wright Brothers, Amelia Earhart because she was in an episode last week um, and <laughs> Zephyr Cochran because he was in that movie nothing else has happened, nothing but nothing. these, so she's like you can fucking do this yes, <laughs> you will be in the history books and then 20 minutes later has a chat with the doctor, the doctor's obviously like well, you know, there's going to be something and says you can't do it and then immediately, so that's what's one to it. And immediately she's like, "All right, fine." Like I've just spoken to the doctor, and he said, "Don't." But I'm gonna just, you know, I'm gonna trust your your gusto. You do you? To do He's this. a hologram. What the fuck does he know? And then as hey, you this say, this guy's Dave, got some big dick energy. Maybe that will, maybe that will tilt the table in his favour in on. this space space flight. And then, but then as you say, Dave, later on, it's he, they literally say, "Is there any connection to the enzymatic imbalance?" Oh no, no, nothing. <laughs> Nope. It feels fine. like it's, what you're saying. it feels like it's an so, excuse for Tom, Tom Paris to be like he really really wants this, but we know that we get that we know it because we understand but, the character. And Joe, you're but, the star, you're the Voyager newbie. So like, did that you understand that? Because it feels like it's fairly consistent of the Tom Paris character. Yeah, I mean, he totally want to go on this. You know, it, yeah, it, 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 I don't know. The episode itself just seemed extremely strange right the way throughout. So I wouldn't say this stood out as like one point where I had a. <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, that's the, the entire that's thing's like there's lots more that's stupid that's stupid that's stupid that's stupid but, that's but stupid. it does oh, he's a fish great it does hint to the 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 sloppy writing because you know it's it's chekhov's um not him the other one it's chekhov's uh, uh enzyme imbalance like why did we why is it in there then why did we have it in the episode if you're just gonna i genuinely completely... think it's we need it we need a we need a like Quarters um, scene between the captain and Tom Paris, for whatever reason, like yeah. you know, get this guy in a dressing room. It's like the it's like they're setting up this the whole thing about them having like offspring for the end or something yeah. stupid like that. Oh Ooh, yeah, that's what it is. By the way, by the way, I guarantee if you Google that, you'll see some shit you don't want to see. <laughs> Google anything, I off, fucking guarantee there's some lizard sex stuff oh, of Tom is. Paris. And Captain Janeway but, out but, there. But after this, so Tom uh, Paris goes for it, and it seemingly works. Um, although he does disappear for a bit, doesn't he? He disappears. For he a disappears, bit. and he then comes back, and he's like, 
he's like unconscious effectively, and they're all like, "Shit, what's wrong with him?" And well, then they, like, they take him to the doctor. That, like, it's not like faster than light travel. Basically, it's a theoretical thing where you're going so fast that you exist in all places at all times. Yeah, or yeah. something. So which, it's kind of like is, a oh, sorry, yeah, on. pretty cool. Which is not like it's not completely out there in terms of like physics theory that if that you can you know if you if you're traveling at the speed of light in theory you're you're or faster than the speed of light then you're going to be you know the 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 construct breaks down in terms of our understanding of like relative relativity and stuff so there is a little bit of like oh it's close it's close to being a kind of scientific nugget which is what star trek's great at is having those like real uh, uh, edging up to line of science and then just pushing over a little bit into fiction and that way we get to kind of have a, a bit of an anchor but even still even still it's it's not it doesn't particularly make that much sense and there's there's some there's some people who have uh, uh, you know done some scientific papers about it to try and kind of understand whether or not this happened and it never really I think the biggest problem is that like if this was even the A plot, and there was a B plot, you know? Like, there kind of is. Like, right at the end, we get, a, like, a McKee... Um, one of the McKee officers, like, sending a message to the Kazon, don't we? Like, a, oh, they're doing this thing. Like, yeah. and it, but it's not... It's not a B plot, because it's just one scene. But if we had more of that, if we had, like, an espionage B plot that none of the main characters know about, like, I that's think like it would a, be... That's like a... I was just going to say, that's like a B-plot from like the entire thing, though, because yeah, he's been yeah. doing that for like the past four episodes. Yeah. Like, since he started but doing it, there's like a clip of him in every episode. Like, maybe you have Chakotay, like, trying to find... He, they know there's messages being sent from the ship. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have Chakotay trying to find that, and, like, that somehow intersects with the main plot. That would distract you enough that you maybe wouldn't, you wouldn't be thinking so much about why the physics of what's happening with Tom Paris doesn't really make a lot of sense. And they do that all the time. We, we we get. I think Star Trek's really good at an A B plot. Sometimes a C plot. Like we we, we yeah. manage to thread together um, stories quite well. But so it is. It is odd that there isn't something else in this, especially because most of the you know. So he Paris gets back. He then gets a bit ill and then gets really really ill. Most of the stuff we're seeing is really is succinct kind of... medical knowledge. That's he gets a bit yeah. ill and then he gets really ill. <laughs> can, we, can we point out, like, when they first bring him back and they think he's unconscious, they take him to the doctor and they're like, what's, what, what's wrong with him? And he's like, oh, he's just asleep. Can you wake him up? I believe so. And he just, like, shouts in his wake ear. Wake up! Lieutenant, Lieutenant, wake up! Always always a good Picardo use. Picardo is a treasure. Oh, he's the best thing about He Actually, I think he really tips the scales on Voyager for me. I love his character so much. But so so he, yeah, he, he's kind of back for a bit, and then he's fine. And in terms of this spongy middle, th- this is the bit that I think really, really doesn't work for me, and it drags the whole thing down. Is that he he dies, and then comes back alive, but his Question organs mark. are reforming, and he's starting this transition into this new creature. See, that's the bit that I don't get. That's the bit that I think you'd have your space for a B plot because. It's not, there's no stakes. There's absolutely no stakes when a character in Star Trek dies on the 20, uh, at minute 21 because you think, well, he's going to come back. He's going to come back this episode. It's not even like they're going to drag it out for another two. He's going he to be alive. He's hoping with Denise Crosby. 
Yeah. It's, it's, so when he when he first starts getting um, then he gets really ill, as Sam put it. Um, it's it's because his lungs is have stopped processing. This before or after he dies, Joe? Just to be clear, <laughs> before before he dies, it's because course, his lungs have stopped. Processing I'm not a medical oxygen. professional, you understand, not like Sam. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, um, so okay, his lungs stop processing oxygen, and he he's now uh, like allergic to water or something like that. Um, so he can't process oxygen or water anymore, um, and the doctor's kind of like completely flummoxed. He's like, mm, "What's going on?" Even um, though later on, when they land on the planet, none of them are wearing breathing apparatus, so presumably they're breathing oxygen, and also that thing, fish creature, was in water. So. What the- <laughs> What's going on? Again, going I'm on? not sure this was really given a lot of passes in the writing room. I think this is kind of like a... That'll do. That's fine. It's episode 15. Like, no one's going to remember it by the end of the season. And, like, we don't need it to get viewers in. It's just fucking, like... <laughs> we'll really have Jerry Ryan soon enough. Episode 15. Like, this this sort of, like, part of the of a series is usually, like, the flabby middle... Like you either go one or two ways. Some some of the, some of the TNG stuff. There's some really great mid-season episodes because they have the freedom to do like a one-off thing. It's it's but, when they roll out Sherlock and Moriarty. That's when that's what happens in mid-season of TNG. <laughs> exactly, but like in Voyager, you get fucking this horrible. Like we spent our entire production budget on this face makeup for Tom Paris, so we can't afford to do anything else well so you just get tom paris like being creepy as fuck because he's being really really weird about obviously dying and becoming an alien he he turns into like a cross between voldemort and gollum he Um, really does and he's like gotta say though cass give me a kiss and and the doctor's like and she's, she's like, yeah, yeah, no, I can't because, um, yeah, the atmosphere in there, I can't breathe it. Sorry, I mean, yeah. you, you're stunning, but yeah. I mean, let's not go too far. She is going out with Neelix, obviously. Her, obviously, and her, she's only two. Obviously, exactly. <laughs> obviously, her definition of beauty is very different than yours or ours. Just massive. Can, can just we can we also just like mention the fact? The can we just mention the fact she's only two years old as well? A fact they mention constantly so, throughout the entire series. We can mention it, but like, what can we say about it? Because what is there to say about them constantly having her be two years old, and then in that scene, Tom Paris is trying to fucking, you know, um, him like, and Neelix both phrase it every single time. They're like, oh, you know, she's so innocent. She's only two years old. And then the next scene, they're like undressing her with their eyes. It's like, so creepy. you guys are weird. <sighs> creepy as fuck. But, Get in but the brig. this, this, this <laughs> transition... Airlock them. <laughs> this, this, this transition to, like, we actually get to see um, Paris, you know, evolving quite nicely. I think, again, I, I love the makeup. And I think it's probably the strongest part of this episode. And, in fact, and his, well, also his his performance as well. Paris is well, yeah, well, fantastic. Well, let's come yeah. to that in a second. Because this, they they won an Emmy for makeup design for, for this um, episode, which is, this is an Emmy award-winning episode, if you would believe. Um, <laughs> like I said, it's not good, but it's notorious. We're talking yeah. about it. Oh, I but, won't but, forget it in a hurry. But it is it is amazing. I love I love the way that they transition from. He's like he gets a bit veiny, and then he starts pulling his hair out, and so all these like small things, and then we get to see it just progress into he's kind of like peeling a bit, you know, and it's yeah. like, and then the fa- my favorite one is that he's got this like um, kind of growth on the side of his head. It just kind of it protrudes a bit. And it's it's like pulsating, it's like breathing almost, and it just it looks stunning. And there's obviously someone with a pump 
you know somewhere i i i think i didn't Under notice chair, it when he was probably. yeah well i didn't notice it when he was standing up i only noticed it when he was sitting down um so maybe they were just doing it for the for the close up but like the creativity in that and the way it looks really really good is is excellent and then uh, we get to the mask like the big the full transition when he's in the ship with Janeway and then that doesn't look good at all like I just it, it looks like a 1950s alien you know there's absolutely so, no so where, where, are we, where are we with the plot here so like what's happened is we have the Delta Flyer we go really fast great Tom Paris is poorly oh no he's more poorly oh no he's dead <laughs> oh no oh he's not dead oh he's good. a lizard he's even more poorly um, and then he escapes, takes the captain hostage, and flees. And that is forty-five minutes of your life gone. <laughs> it's so and then, empty. And then, like the actual fixing of the whole crisis takes like thirty seconds. They find two fish, they take them back. There's the captain. There's Tom. Oh, good. Yeah, because the doctor's got some theory about like. <laughs> and then, and then they're joking about it. Oh, do you remember that time yeah. I kidnapped you? And then we had a load of fish babies. <laughs> yeah. um, Janeway's, Janeway's comment on it is, right? "Oh well, sometimes the woman makes the first move." No, he made the first what? move when he, when he kidnapped, when <laughs> so he kidnapped stop. you. Yeah, please I... stop talking about this fish sex. All right, please. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> the, the um, but but it does it does kind of like. The, the 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 performance of of um, uh, Tom Paris's actor Robert McNeil, Robert yep. Doug McNeil, yeah. The that performance I think is really good when he's in this weird transition state because he's kind of like quite aggressive and he's gone a bit mad, isn't he? And again, there's not really any reason for that, and it, it does stick out a little bit, even though the performance I think is really good, and it kind of goes back to that problem of like, oh, well, we need a little bit more like. What has turned him insane? Even if I think they'd send some alien, you know, in, in in the bit where he goes to warp speed, and then we get to see some something, some some kind of like representation of a ethereal creature that basically um, allows him to, uh, you know, like put put something on it and say this is the reason I've gone insane is because of the creatures. I need to, you know, I, I, maybe he's trying to find them or something to give a little bit more drive, and we just don't get any of that. And that's it's like it's pretty frustrating. I think that there's no there's apparently no um, apparently Kate Mulgrew at a 2009 Star Trek conv- um, convention said it was the episode she was most comfortable with, knowing she didn't like the thought of mating with Paris as a lizard. Apparently, um. <laughs> who can blame? Who can blame her? <laughs> I will say uh, uh, Kate, but- Kate Mulgrew is doing a really good job in this as well as like our she is. you know we get the most of her and Picardo and Paris and. Um, like she's doing a lot of quite like, I really love Jane Way as a character. Um, in opposition to most of the internet, um, even with all the genocide and all the questionable moral decisions, <laughs> all of it. Like I really love Kate Mulgrew's performance as well. And this, you kind of get that. It's kind of like the, what did I say when I was? Like, she's a lot of eyebrow acting, which I always yeah. enjoy. Like she's really doing the work. And um, in an episode like you this, would, you would not want. Um... Captain Janeway to say excuse me to you you'd be like I'm sorry I'm oh, so she's, apologize. she's she's going to airlock me oh no hey, as we found out last even, week she'll make you Kirk a very special as sandwich even Kirk as Janeway when she wants to be <laughs> well as we found out last week she'll make you a very special sandwich that's what'll happen so <laughs> what from know. orange is the new black oh oh, oh yeah oh shit yeah that was a weird Guys, holodeck Jesus. program Joe there we go <laughs> <laughs> 
I thought you meant last week on Voyager. I'm like, what year is it? Last week on Voyager. <laughs> Previous Origins of the New Black episode. So there we go. I mean, we're, like we get to the point where we see we we see Paris stealing um, Janeway away, and and then again, middle, middle, middle. They're on the planet. They immediately phaser the two creatures, which I think is a bit hasty because you're like, well, how do you know how that's going to affect them? That's well, your to crew be members. fair, to be fair, Sam, like that's what they should have fucking done on the ship. Yeah, <laughs> like you have a stunner setting. Like uh-huh. you can shoot the hostage; it's fine because you're just stunner, no problem. Well, actually, here here's another thing. They say because they manage to get he manages to get onto the onto the the, the shuttle, get the shuttle away, and then zoom off. Uh, Chakotay, and again, it must be just like writing laziness to the extreme. Says tractor beam, and I think Harry Kim says it's not working. <laughs> And that's it. Star Trek technology. Shields. We haven't got any shields. Oh, damn. We did. (laughs) Where did they go? I could really do with some shields. Shit. It's not even. It's not even like. Oh, he's 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 rerouted power to the you know enablement core, and I can't. Like, there's nothing. There's no techno babble. There's not even. He's put up a a force field around. There's nothing, and you're like, surely there's. You could just try to move him back, and that would be fine. Why can't you transport him? They don't mention that. There's nothing they of the do, usual. I mean, they you, could, they, you they, could, they could come over with that one because his his DNA will have changed or something. But like, do, there's no reason they, they do transport mention about way. transporting him because when he first falls ill in the canteen, uh, when he comes, when he gets a bit poorly, Sam, if you recall, oh. um, when he first, they, um, <laughs> well, I apologise. <laughs> hear, hear me out. Torres says, um, you know, oh, can we get you know a, an emergency transport to the to the medical unit? And basically, the, whoever's on the other end says, "Oh, you know, we can't get a lock on him, and there's something, something about his physiology stops them transporting him." Um, but at the point where he's running away, the tractor beam. There's fucking nothing wrong with Janeway. Get her out of there. Fuck yeah. this guy. He stole. Who's kidnapped the captain? They have. They, they don't even do the usual. He's 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 modulating the shield frequencies. They don't do any of that. Like that's the usual one that they can get around to. Anyway, it's very Again, it, it just feels like a mid-season episode that they kind of maybe knew it's coming out in January. No one's fucking watching it. Like mm-hmm. then they just thought, eh. but they did a really good <laughs> job with the makeup. Like the bits that they they really committed to it, despite the fact they didn't write anymore. They really committed to the making of, and I think this is like as well made as most episodes of of, of Voyager and, and Star yeah. Trek at large. Um, some um, some so there you go. By the they, way, they get... Tuvok should be brought up on charges for allowing Tom Paris to kidnap the captain. He is yeah. the security officer. Like, Worf would not let this shit fly. What were you doing? Yeah. Why <laughs> won't you be stationed? again? <laughs> I know it's definitely once every seven years. I've got it in the calendar. Sneaky we're going to give you an fucking... entire deck by yourself so we don't have to see you sweating everywhere. Airlock him. Yeah. Everyone's um... getting airlocked. Some notes. Uh, so, Brandon Bragger, who was a showrunner on this, g- called it on the DVD commentary of this episode a royal steaming stinker, which I think is quite generous, actually, to this episode, really. Um, Robin O'Neill and Jerry Taylor have both said, like, you know, that they were just confused by it. Who's Jerry and, Taylor? Huh? Who's Jerry Taylor? Um, one of the uh, producers of, of uh, Voyager. I think he, he something like um, the fact that we were turning people into salamanders was offensive to a lot of people and just stupid to others. 
Both. Both, really, I think. I wasn't offended by this. I was just bored, mostly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This is included on many, many lists of the top worst episodes. Yeah, apparently there is a rumour that it was so poorly received by the Star Trek fan base that it was later ruled as non-canon by the showrunners. What? You can't do that. That's not how it works. No. No. Yeah. If you Tom put Paris it in an alternate universe... and Captain Janeway turned into lizards, they banged, they had a whole bunch of lizard babies, and then somebody... Presumably <laughs> you left on them the sh- to take over the, some, the quadrant. Which, some which unnamed now... ensign was like... Tuvok's like, hey, hey, buddy, but like... Like, enact protocol four, which is like flamethrower, this <laughs> napalm this entire planet. No, no, no. They let him, they let him go. They let him go. No. Those creatures... I, I cannot believe there is not... A like, team of people on the ship, Sam, whose job it is to no, fucking clean up the fucking genetic seed that the bridge crew spread we, around this quadrant. We never see it, so it's not there. Nope. What it's like bringing is, invasive species oh, shut up, Dave, into shut Australia. Up. What happens is is that these creatures, these creatures, are uh, went off into that planet, that jungle planet. They found the hu- they found the, the human life forms who were growing their crops, and these creatures destroyed them. They they blighted the entire um, uh, crop for that summer. They did the same next year. The humanoids all died because they couldn't eat anything. The ecological impact of these little bastards has is unbelievable, and I just I can't believe that they didn't do exactly what you suggest, which is just napalm the entire forest. Really needs to, you really <laughs> needs to Cambodia this, you know. <laughs> Yes. I'm joking to be clear. It's been pointed out that we maybe say things occasionally that make us sound really right wing and conservative. You, you say, you say, I, I you just say, we. Make clear. you say, we, Dave. I you just say, we, make Dave. Clear. That was a joke about think, the US I think it was, carpet I think it was bombing point, Cambodia. Can I say that it was pointed out that you made a further comment on a different episode? So it's our podcast, so we do things. I don't do things. Cabinet collective responsibility. That's exactly. <laughs> fucking trying to shy away. Hey, from I'm covering my own back. Final, final note on this, uh, so people don't get distracted and start googling us and telling us to our employees about about all of this. <laughs> Good job, because I work for myself. <laughs> oh, we'll fire you. Don't worry, you'll fire yourself. <laughs> there I is for myself. There, there is, there is, an, a Tom Paris action figure, um, for this episode, which is astounding because they surely they would have known when it went out that it wasn't particularly popular, and they and someone decided to make an action figure. Notorious, it's a rather, Sam. Huh? It's notorious. Like it sells, you know. It's a, it's a rather grotesque figure of him. It in all, his... it all comes back to the fuck you, you'll buy it. It will, um, yeah, nerds. It's it's him as it's him in his his um, penultimate form when he's on he's on the um, on the shuttle, the but it does come with it does come with three little uh, squid things that you know the little offspring which is cute. Lovely. So, uh. <laughs> oh yeah, it's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. Um, but that's can I get a verbal agreement from the two of you that next time we do a random trek we'll do a good episode. Um. <laughs> No, no, I, 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 I refuse to agree to that. Well, I, I think our next episode should be a Q episode. I think I think it needs to be a Q. Ooh, the DS Nine Q episode. Sam will get there soon. I think it's quite early on, isn't it? Yeah, if you'd watched it, Joe, if you'd got there, we could have got it for Voyager. But you know, it's fine. Well, that I offered to do that one, for, and you yeah. chose, you chose, you chose this one. I oh, said right, we could okay. do well, this well, one. Well, I, I take uh, no responsibility. I was, yeah, you should because I was not 
party to that decision. <laughs> when Joe said he was watching this episode, I was like, oh, good luck, mate. <laughs> I think I'd, ra- I I think mentioned, I'd, I I mentioned think I'd rather... I mentioned this one, and Sam the... said that'll be a good one. To... Sam said this would be a good episode to talk about, um, with the words he used. I think so. I'd and... rather watch the Kess from the Future episode than this. Oh, sure. yeah, I, know. I don't know what that is, but I already don't want to watch <laughs> I it. In such a way, I phrased it in such a way that Sam would know what I meant, but it wouldn't really spoil anything for you, Joe. <laughs> It's fine. If I, if I realise which one it is, I might just skip it. I won't. But I wish no, I you should watch it because I have thoughts. For, uh, <laughs> well, that's good. our next random trick. Uh, random trick scheduled in for about three weeks when Joe's managed to get there. Oh, Sam, when you're off in June, we're just going to do Star Trek every week. Nice, nice takeover. Star Trek takeover. I like it. What I really want to know is this action figure of Tom Paris. Is it mentioned in the Star Trek episode of Toys That Made Us? That's what I want to know. No, it's I not. I want to know who made it and how much is it. Birthday <laughs> they present. They look to be about um, about thirteen pounds, but there's a lot of postage from America, so I'm not. Oh. I'm not. I don't like any of you that much, to be honest. So, Fair enough, um, it's on Amazon for sixty-seven pounds and eighty-nine pence. Ouch! There you go. There you go. Right. Let's end it there. Let's let's carry on on our long. Uh, voyage home, 75 years to go until we reach Earth, but I think we, we can make it one random trick at a time if we just we keep going and don't try and break the warp threshold yet, no don't do that I've got it and on on eBay, free postage, £13.96 there you go there you, you go. can have it, you can have it pence more than I want to pay £13.99 Six. <laughs> thanks Dave and thank you, listener, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see you next time. <laughs> see you so, later. It's a bad action figure. Wow, that's really, really bad. Why would you want that? Good collectors will want it, to be fair. Would they?